This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Now, here's your host, Wes Bleed. Thanks, Stacy, and hello from WQA Radio, where we discuss what's important in water treatment and filtration. Now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is podcast number 40. Coming up on WQA Radio. Well, I have a personal concern about the quality of our drinking water with regard to what are called the PPCPs, pharmaceutical and personal care products. That's consulting engineer Peter Cartwright, a longtime WQA member. Hear what he believes the water treatment industry really needs. Plus, we'll have regulatory update and also check in for a WQA news update. Coming up, our conversation with Peter Cartwright. And in this portion of WQA Radio, we're talking with Peter Cartwright, who is a consulting engineer. We're talking from the Texas Water Quality Association Convention in San Antonio. We've been chatting a little bit about where you've been and what you're doing these days. Tell us a little bit about your consulting business, and then we'll talk more about your relationship with WQA. Well, I uh, started in the water treatment industry in 1974, working for a uh, at that time, a major manufacturer of reverse osmosis membrane elements uh, and membrane systems. Um, and I left them um, in uh, 1980, and as I say, I've been unemployed ever since. Uh, I'm a consulting engineer with um, uh, obviously a significant amount of experience in uh, membrane processing. Um, but since membranes require extensive pretreatment and in many cases post-treatment, uh, I've had to become uh, somewhat of an expert in those other technologies also. Give me an example of a kind of project somebody would come to you for. What kind of a uh, company or organization would need your services? Well, probably a good example, primarily because one of my passions is on uh, water recovery and reuse, is, uh, for example, a company that that, uh, produces a significant amount of contaminated wastewater may come to me and ask me um, how they could clean it up uh, into a condition that they could reuse it either in their plant, um, out side landscape irrigation or uh, send it to some other application. Uh, And uh, if this required some of the technologies that I have expertise in, I have the test equipment and usually would go on site with this equipment, run it for uh, several days in order to generate the data required to produce a system design and then provide the uh, design engineering services to literally um, uh, prepare design requirements even to the point of uh, the company uh, having the capability of sending this out for bid, for example, uh, or in some cases I recommend a uh, 
uh, a system manufacturer that I feel is capable. But uh, my experience has been that most of the companies, albeit they may have the uh, desire to reuse their water, they're just not familiar with the technology choices. And uh, that's kind of where I come in. And how have you found WQA to be of help over the years as a consultant and, in your opinion, to the industry? Well, uh, as part of, of what I feel the, the industry really needs uh, is uh, increased education. And, and one of the primary linchpins of WQA, in my opinion, has been their desire and capability to provide uh, some of this relatively technical knowledge uh, to train uh, dealers, manufacturers, uh, anybody related to water treatment. I also fully endorse the ethical position that uh, WQA requires that their members take. Uh, we've got a lot of junk technologies in this industry that are uh, taking advantage of the relatively poor knowledge of the consumer with regard to water treatment technologies. And uh, WQA has done a really, really good job of providing education to uh, give their dealers and distributors the tools to understand tech, uh, treatment technologies and, uh, and make the proper recommendation to the consumer. So with the benefit of years of uh, experience and years of work within the industry and years of training and education, give us your sense of where things are in the industry today. Well, uh, what I've seen on the consumer level is uh, an obvious increased interest in the quality of the drinking water, uh, perhaps more skepticism with regard to the quality of the water that individuals are drinking. Um, the, uh, on the commercial and particularly the industrial level, I've seen um, a paradigm shift taking place with regard to the need to conserve water, to recover uh, contaminated water, clean it up, and reuse it. And, I think uh, many individuals and um, industries are recognizing the value of this. They also recognize that if the water is leaving the plant as a wastewater stream, it uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be discharged to a river or a, or a sewer, that it uh, can be recovered and reused, uh, thereby um, conserving this extremely valuable resource of ours. What's the biggest challenge out there, do you think, over the next, say, five to ten years? Well, I have a personal concern about the quality of our drinking water with regard to what are called the PPCPs, pharmaceutical and personal care products. I think ultimately a risk assessment will be uh, applied to them with regard to human health. It, it is not the case now, but... Uh, I really feel that is is going to be the next significant drinking water contamination issue. And uh, uh, there are things that can be done about it now, but uh, the consumer has to be made aware of it. And 
take the necessary steps to uh, allay this concern. Peter, this has been great. Thank you for uh, being willing to talk here and give us your thoughts. Thank you very much, Wes. Peter Cartwright, consulting engineer, member of WQA. This is Kathleen Foltz, WQA's Regulatory and Government Affairs Coordinator with your regulatory update. States and cities are continuing to find ways to address lead in drinking water. In San Diego, the Unified School District approved new water testing policies. Beginning in April, water had been tested at 207 schools, and the results showed 19% of the schools had some level of lead in the water. Now, San Diego will take action if lead levels are recorded above 5 parts per billion. This is an amendment to the federal limit of 15 parts per billion. To read more about the San Diego Unified School District water testing policy, visit the San Diego Unified School District website. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. I'm Stacey Ostkutzbach with the WQA News Update. Nominations have been extended for WQA's Leadership Awards. WQA annually recognizes individuals in the water quality improvement industry. Winners are selected from nominations submitted by WQA's members. Every member of WQA is eligible to nominate or be nominated. Nominations are evaluated against each individual award criteria. Winners are then chosen by the Board of Governors and will be announced at the 2018 WQA Convention and Exposition. To nominate individuals, please use our nomination form at wqa.org forward slash awards. I'm Stacey Ostkotzbach for WQA Radio. And now for our WQA tip, apply now for the WQA Excellence Award. Unlike the Leadership Awards, member companies need to apply for this award. The Excellence Award recognizes member companies that demonstrate excellence when it comes to customer service, business operations, community service, and innovation. Go to wqa.org excellence. And thanks for listening to WQA Radio. You can subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. And if you have any suggestions for future guests or topics, please contact me at wbleed at wqa.org. For Stacy Askutzbach, this is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. You've been listening to WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Learn more about WQA's Gold Seal product certification, professional education and certification, find certified products and water treatment providers, and find out how you can become a member, all at wqa.org. Thanks for listening.